The following program is brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novos Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to NovosOrdoWatch.org. That's NovosOrdoWatch.org. Welcome to Catholic Spirituality on the Restoration Radio Network. I'm your host, Father Herman Fliss, and in this episode I'm joined by our guest, Father Nicolas Desposito, Professor at Most Holy Trinity Seminary. Thank you for joining us, Father. Hello. Today we will continue our study of the book The Theology of Christian Perfection by the Dominican theologian Antonio Rosso Marin. Today we are going to cover chapter 5, which is entitled The Gifts of the Holy Ghost. Father, we have been speaking about sanctifying grace and the things that come with it. Um, We have seen the indwelling of the Most Holy Trinity and the infused virtues, and now is the time to speak about the gifts. Father, what are the gifts of the Holy Ghost? The gifts of the Holy Ghost are strictly supernatural or per se infused habits. Let, let me explain that. And uh, But before I explain, um, just a little, uh, a little comment that this uh, doctrine of the gifts of the Holy Ghost is very important. Um, it's important for us to understand what the gifts do, how they operate, and um, their function with regard to our sanctification and our salvation. So uh, this uh, fact has been neglected, I will say, in the history of ascetical and mystical theology, uh, because, in part because the many theologians were not uh, making the proper distinctions between the gifts of the Holy Ghost and the infused virtues. It is true that the gifts of the Holy Ghost are infused habits. So they have that in common with the, uh, the infused virtues. And they, they are operative uh, habits. We made already the distinction in another, uh, in another show between an entitative habit like the um, sanctifying grace, which makes the soul uh, more or makes or perfects the soul in itself, the substance of the soul, and the operative habits which perfect our operation, uh, operations of the intellect and operations of the will. Those are the faculties of the soul. So um, that's the first uh, thing to, to know, that they are infused operative habits. And um, so again, 
they have that in common with the uh, the virtues. Father, um, we saw those uh, things in common. What will be the main difference between the virtues and the gifts? Well, the differences are probably reduced to the fact that the infused virtues retain a human aspect, uh, a human mode of operation, um, and also they are exercised when the the human being wants the, them to be exercised. In other words, when I want to practice a virtue, of course moved by, by grace, but it is up to me to uh, to do an act of virtue. With regard to the gifts of the Holy Ghost, if, uh, even though we have received those gifts, to put them into motion, to put uh, them into act, um, that depends only um, of God. So that's the big difference. And, and also, uh, the fact that they, they are, if we speak uh, humanly um, and improperly, 100% supernatural. While um, the um, the infused virtues, they have a human mode of operation. So that's the the main difference is that uh, that the virtues they have something human because we are the ones who uh, are exercising them, and and they, for example, the virtue of faith um, is um, the, the, the very act act of faith is a human act uh, and it, as such cannot become perfect. So it needs, we are going to see that later on, it needs the gifts of the Holy Ghost or the, the movement of God in order to be perfect. Because if you um, just leave the faith, hope and charity and all the, the, other, the moral virtues by themselves, they will always retain a human mode of operation. And the way they explain this, the theologians, is if you, for example, take something like water and put it into a glass or a cup, it will retain that shape and the, um, uh, of, of the vessel. So it, this is the same, even though those virtues are supernatural, they, have, they are found in a human a vessel or in a, in a human um, subject, and they become human. So they are in themselves supernatural, but uh, we are the ones that are exercising those those virtues. Is that's the main difference? So the um, in the book you will see many theological um, ways of explaining this, but it is basically reduced to the fact that the virtues are found in us in a human manner and they will always retain that unless they are uh, perfected by the gifts of the Holy Ghost and the gifts they don't have anything human so again it's like a hundred percent supernatural hundred percent divine and another aspect uh, and another um, main point in the difference is that those uh, gifts are put into operation only when God uh, decides to, to do that. So not when we 
try to um, exercise them, but when God decides to put them into operation, those those are mystical acts. And the only thing we can do with res- regard to the gifts is to dispose ourselves, uh, in other words, to attract God um, by the practice of the, the virtues, the infused virtues, and uh, by mortification, by prayer, purifying ourselves uh, with what is called the purification of the senses uh, until we are so purified that God will uh, come and uh, uh, actuate, that's the word to, to use, actuate those gifts which we already have. So we have them, but they are like sleeping. Um, uh, they need to be put into motion by God. God is not going to do that unless we uh, dispose ourselves for that movement. So again, 100% supernatural. Uh, they are. Um, they don't have any imperfection in themselves, and uh, they are there in order to perfect those virtues. It is true that charity in itself is greater than all of the, the, the gifts. Uh, because the, it regards God directly, and, and, and the perfection of charity is what counts uh, at the end uh, as the, what makes us holy and united with God. But what is very important for us to understand is this, that charity by itself, because it is found in a human subject, cannot reach perfection without the gifts of the Holy Ghost, and in particular the gift of wisdom. So that's why it's so important, that's the main difference, and that's also why authors like um, Father Garrigou Lagrange and Father Roger Marin, which we are uh, following now, and other many, many Dominican authors, especially Dominicans and um, Carmelites, will uh, stretch this um, sorry, stress this fact that uh, the importance of the gifts, that the gifts are not the same thing as the virtues, and that they are necessary uh, in order to reach the perfection of charity and the perfection of all the other virtues. And Father, how uh, does this come to play um, with the distinction between the ascetical life and the mystical life? Well, uh, yes, that's the what makes the the transit, you may say, going from one of the, the stages, the, the ascetical life to the mystical, is basically the beginning. Well, it depends the author, but Gary, Father Gary Goulagrange will say that the beginning of um, of the purification of the intellect that we are, or, or the, the spirit that we are going to see later on, that's what... Uh, is the beginning of the mystical life when the actuation of the gifts of the Holy Ghost become something more, um, almost like something uh, more habitual, not, not all the time, but at least uh, that they, they predominate. Uh, and that's the purification of the Spirit. Uh, and when they predominate, when you begin having according to Father Garrigo, you begin having mystical acts, like uh, when you go from the, the prayer of the, um, the, the more simplified prayer of the affections, 
that corresponds to the prayers of faith and charity, uh, we're talking about mental prayer, you begin enjoying certain mystical uh, acts. And uh, that's the beginning that is called the purification. I am simplifying this. Of course, there are many other things that we are going to study about the purification of the senses. But in that, uh, when that is going on, the beginning of contemplation is, uh, in a way, the beginning of the mystical life. But most, uh, more properly, I would say, is the unitive way in which those that uh, sorry that uh, contemplation becomes uh, predominant. So when those the actuation of the gifts becomes predominant, that's the mystical life. Some authors says that that coincides with the purification of the spirit. Other authors will say, like Roger Marin, um, he claims to be following um, Saint John of the Cross more, more properly, that there are several purifications of the spirit, one more perfect than the other, and it is the highest of them that will, uh, that will make the, for, for the, um, the unity of life, so it will <clears throat> correspond to the unity of life. Those are distinctions which are not in themselves very important, I mean, because uh, the important thing is to, to get there and, and, and to enjoy the, the mystical, mystical life. When that happens, or exactly, or, or, or the, the stages and which kind of prayer will coincide with which purification, actually, in a way, is less important, uh, because the what we have to do in the practical order is to practice prayer and mortification in order to attract, as I said, the um, God as a mover, the Holy Ghost as a mover and um, uh, of the gifts, so he will come and, and put into act those gifts. The beginning of that, or you, you may say the beginning of mystical life, will be the purification of the senses, and later on the purification of the spirit. And also have the name of the night of the senses and the night of the spirit, and because of the darkness, the darkness that um, and the obscurity of it, uh, when faith is challenged and the uh, especially the purification of the spirit is very very hard because God will um, uh, will try the soul with many many different uh, tribulations of uh, of the or of spiritual order and the soul will suffer things similar to the to the sufferings of hell and purgatory and all of that in darkness of faith. There will be temptations against the faith, and that will coincide with the the the, the infused contemplation. So we are going a little bit ahead, but the relationship between mystical life, contemplation, and the gifts is essential because the actuation of the gifts is the mystical life. So if they predominate, will be a full mystical life. If they the, if just if they are just beginning and starting to appear, those uh, actuation of the gifts is the beginning of the mystical life. So before that is the ascetical life, uh, which means the the predominant what what predominate is the practice of virtue, the prayer of the virtues. Uh, we we are going to see that too, and mortification and and and, and the beginning of mental prayer. So. Um, so that's the really, basically why this is so important. They they are essential for the mystical life, the gifts of the Holy Ghost.
Father, what uh, do the authors say um, concerning the necessity of the gifts? Well, this the, he has uh, several um, propositions in the book. The first proposition you will find in page 92, uh, speaking about the necessity of the gifts. The first proposition uh, reads uh, like this. The gifts of the Holy Go Spirit or Holy Ghost are necessary for the perfection of the infused virtues. And we already uh, say, uh, said something about that. And there are all of the reasons and the theological reasons you will find in the book. But uh, and, and if you want really to, to study in depth the, the reasons why they become necessary just for this show, it is enough to, to, to um, just to stick to the, to the point of the, the human mode of operation of the, uh, of the virtues that they, um, they retain uh, a human aspect and in order to be freed from that human aspect and that those virtues can enjoy the, 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 the perf their perfection, they need to be perfected by, elevated by the, uh, the gifts. So um, uh, the, you will see that the author, um, the, the, the reason why we cannot go through all of the reasons is because there is a lot of philosophical uh, things that we, we don't have the time to cover in this uh, in this uh, show, but again, the important thing is that those virtues, even faith, hope, and charity, will remain imperfect unless they are perfected by the gifts of the Holy Ghost. That's the thing that we have to know and and uh, and remember. The second uh, proposition is that the gifts of the Holy Ghost are necessary for salvation. So, in other words, we cannot be uh, saved. We cannot go. We cannot go to heaven uh, if we do not have those gifts, and if they are not actuated in some way or another. So, um, uh, so that's the second. You can see how how important this is. And of course, one of the objections is uh, what happened. I mean, is what happened to all of those who die without reaching the mystical life? And the, the answer, the simple answer is that that's why God created uh, purgatory. Um, because we are supposed to die in such a state that we have been purified of all of our sins and imperfections and that we have reached such a, a state of union with God, the mystical union, that we do not need to go to purgatory. So the yure, I would say, is the, the rule should be that we uh, go to heaven without having to pass through purgatory. So in that regard, this is we are talking here, uh, it is necessary, the gifts are necessary for salvation, because uh, we need them at least to be, to be there, to be in our souls, uh, since we, we have to be in the state of grace in order to uh, to go to to heaven. So we, that includes the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Um, so if we um, go to page ninety-five of the book, and this is where he has that proposition. 
it says, is quoting uh, St. Thomas. The author quotes St. Thomas and says, The gifts are perfections of man by which he is disposed to be amenable to the promptings of God. Hence, in those matters where the promptings of reason is not sufficient, and there is need for the promptings of the Holy Ghost, there is, consequently, a need for a gift. Now, man's reason is perfected by God in two ways. First, with its natural perfection, namely the natural light of reason. Secondly, with a supernatural perfection, the theological virtues. Those are faith, hope, and charity. And, though this latter perfection is greater than the former, the former is possessed by man in a more perfect manner than the latter. For man has the former in his complete possession, but he possesses the latter imperfectly, because we know and love God imperfectly. But it is evident that anything that possesses a nature or a form or a virtue perfectly can of itself work according to them, although not excluding the operation of God who works interiorly in every nature and in every will. So what St. Thomas is saying up to now is that we have natural virtues and supernatural virtues. The natural virtues for us, because they are natural, we, can, we have them in, in a more perfect manner. But the supernatural virtues, faith, hope, and charity, since they are supernatural and they elevate man, they are possessed by man in a less perfect manner. And therefore they are going to need, and this is the point of St. Thomas, they are going to need something else which is supernatural, which is divine, that is going to perfect those supernatural virtues. That's the point that St. Thomas is saying here. So, um, um, and in that regard, those sins, the virtues themselves, are necessary, as we know, for salvation, faith, hope, and charity. And those cannot become perfect um, by themselves because of the human mode. They need to be perfected by... Uh, by the gifts of the Holy Ghost. And therefore, the gifts themselves become, uh, perf become necessary uh, for salvation. I quote Ro Rojo Marin, he says in page 96 of the book, In the development of the Christian life, the actuation of the gifts, more or less intense, is morally and sometimes physically necessary in order to preserve grace. And in this sense, the actuation of the gifts would be necessary for salvation. Such is the case of the martyr. Either he makes a heroic act of fortitude in giving his life for his faith, which can scarcely be realized without the help of the gift of fortitude to make this most difficult act possible, or he commits a mortal sin by apostatizing. There are many other cases in which one must perform a heroic act of virtue or lose sanctifying grace. The reason is given by St. Thomas, the insufficiency of human reason, enlightened by faith, to lead us to the supernatural end without obstructions. So that's why, again, the gifts of the Holy Ghost are necessary for salvation. 
the third proposition, we're just going to uh, read, read it, and it's um, evident in itself what, what it means, and there's no need to go through it, but that the gifts of the Holy Ghost are not necessary for each and every salutary act. So that's uh, so for in certain certain occasions uh, they are necessary, but uh, and in general you may say, but not for each one of the of the acts uh, that we perform of the virtues. So those are the three propositions about the necessity of the gifts uh, of the Holy Ghost. And Father, just uh, for our listeners, um, I would like to briefly. Um, name the the gifts. Um, we have the gift of wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. Those are the seven gifts of the Holy Ghost. And um, we have to round up now our show, and we will have uh, we will deal later on on each of these gifts in particular. But far, would you like to? Uh, give a, a summary of what we have treated. Yes, yes, it is true that uh, we are going to go through them, um, each one, particularly the, the gifts. We're going to see the nature of each one of them, the, what they do, how they perfect the virtues, uh, to which virtue they correspond, etc. And um, so, but for now, if, if you have the book and you go to page 103, there is a very good summary. I will just read what uh, the author has to say. He says, The gifts of the Holy Ghost are seven supernatural habits, really distinct from the infused virtues, by which man is disposed fittingly to follow in a prompt manner the direct and immediate inspiration of the Holy Spirit in a mode which is superior to the human mode of operation and toward an object or end which the virtues here and now cannot attain by themselves. For this reason, the gifts are necessary for salvation. The gifts are more perfect than the intellectual and moral virtues, but not as perfect as the theological virtues from which they are derived and by which they are regulated. They are connected among themselves and with charity in such wise that he who possesses charity possesses all the gifts, and he who does not have charity cannot possess any of the gifts. The gifts will perdure in glory in a most perfect manner. The gifts of wisdom and understanding are the most perfect. The other, others can be ordered in various ways, according to whether one attends to their proper acts or the matter which they treat. The habitual and perfect rule of the gifts prevails when the soul is habitually and perfectly subject to God. The gifts produce certain exquisite acts, called the fruits of the Holy Ghost, and certain works which are still more perfect and are called Beatitudes. So, and uh, the author, after each of the chapters in which he deals with the, um, each of the gifts, he will give you um, the, the fruit or fruits of the Holy Ghost uh, and the Beatitudes that correspond 
to each one of the gifts to give you a clear uh, picture of the the unity of the spiritual life and how all of those things uh, go uh, together. The Beatitudes, of course, taken from the Sermon of the Mount uh, uh, in Saint Matthew. So, um, so it's all and and the gift themselves. If you it's in, we didn't cover that, but it's all taken from sacred scripture. The even the names and Isaiah especially. So um, this is just uh, an introduction, I will say, to the to the gifts of the of the Holy Ghost. But the thing again to remember, and the thing which is in the practical order that uh, for us to uh, to remember is that our job in the spiritual life, uh, the ascetical life, is basically to dispose ourselves by means of prayer and. Uh, mortification, the practice of the virtues, etc., to the actuation of the gifts that God is going to do uh, Himself whenever He pleases. But He will not do that unless we purify ourselves first by by those things um, that I mentioned. So, especially um, prayer and mortification. So, I think, uh, yeah, I think that we are good for for today, for this show. Yes, Father, with this we <clears throat> arrive at the end of the chapter. Um, I hope our listeners enjoyed uh, today's show. Um, next show, we will uh, cover the supernatural growth, which is chapter 6. Father, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Nice to, nice to be able to do this show. Thank you to our listeners, and have a good day. Catholic Spirituality is a production of the Restoration Radio Network. All rights are reserved, and any duplication without explicit written permission is forbidden. To obtain permission, please write to mail at truerestoration.org. If you have any questions for Father Disposito or feedback on this episode, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at catholicspirituality at truerestoration.org, and we will pass along your questions and comments to Father Disposito. We would also take this moment to remind you that all correspondence with us is strictly confidential. All of us here at the Restoration Radio Network would ask that if you found this show to be informative, helpful, or in any way beneficial to you and to your faith, that you please consider sending a note of thanks to the clergy who help make our network worthwhile. Remember that above and beyond material contributions, the most important donation you can make to our work here is prayer. Please think of offering a Mass, a Rosary, or even a simple Ave for our work the next time you pray. For the Restoration, I am Matthew Arthur. May God bless you. This program was brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novus Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. 
go to novusordowatch.org. That's novusordowatch.org.